There's the blockade. Shield generator's been hit. The shields are gone. There's not enough power to get us to Coruscant. Coruscant. The entire planet is one big city. That's it. Tatooine. Roger, Bravo Leader. Roger, Bravo Leader. Power's back. Episode number 101 of Blast Points is Jason. It's Gabe, too. Oh, my God, and it's super Star Wars season. Like the day after Thanksgiving, all the Christmas stuff comes out. Well, I guess it comes out before Thanksgiving now, but in the old days, you had to wait till after Thanksgiving. But now, after Thanksgiving, Star Wars season is officially in full swing, including Thanksgiving, right? Didn't we get a new another teaser spot right on Thanksgiving, like during one of the parades? <laughs> we did. They're not giving us any time <laughs> like, to relax. Yeah, You're trying to just spend time with your family and think about your family a little bit instead of Star Wars. And then <laughs> right in the middle of the parade is Captain Phasma. You're like making your mashed potatoes look like uh, the islands on Achu with the ocean <laughs> of gravy around it. <laughs> Singing Jedi steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this little pea is Luke Skywalker. This little pea is Ray. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions about Star Wars they want to ask me? Because that's all I want to talk about. Yeah. It was really hard. Did you go around the table and have to say what you're thankful for? We didn't this year, so... That was good for me because I didn't have to say what you probably said. Oh, I, I repressed it, but I looked oh. at my wife because she knew, but I kept it, you know, real, real basic. But in my head, I'm like, you know, but I already got my last Jedi ticket, so I don't have to worry about that. Ryan Johnson's making a new trilogy. Han's coming out. Oh, yeah. And I love my family, too. Everything goes back to Star Wars right now. And I, I feel like friends and family may be getting annoyed. But, I mean, it's the season. It's Star Wars season. Well, we'll see with Han, but it, it feels really weird now that uh, we're three movies into this new thing of it being around Christmas time. Like, what's April going to be like when April's like this time? I guess maybe it'll be better because you won't be at, like, family time <laughs> and having to say what you're thankful for. I don't know. Because, I don't know, Christmas Star Wars just seems a perfect match. Han is going to be like the dessert after the fancy dinner that is The Last Jedi. That's, that's going to be like a, a big Sunday. It's got caramel, chocolate, and nuts. 
<laughs> like, I didn't know there was going to be nuts on this thing. Maybe there's, there's like hair all over it. I don't even care. It's wiki hair. <laughs> it could be dirt. I don't know. <laughs> it's Star Wars dirt. Tastes fine. <laughs> Part of the thing fueling the nonstop madness is I feel like we've had a nonstop barrage of TV spots. Maybe I'm not I'm remembering this right, which is probably the case, but I feel like the TV spots for less for Force Awakens, there were tons of them, but they were later. But maybe they weren't. I don't know. It's that period of time's all blur. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the problem. It's all yeah. It's like one long week, but really it was like four months. <laughs> yeah, because I have what are there twelve so far? For, I want to say as of recording, fourteen. For, okay, man. So I'm two behind already. So why, let's let's run through them. Let's run all through right. all the TV spots. All right, and let's go over this machine gun like barrage of Star Wars madness. So the first one we got, what I believe, so it's TV spot number one. I believe the only thing new in that was Luke saying, Why are you here? Something inside me is awake. And I need help. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. We are the spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the first order down. The Last Jedi, in theaters December 15th. This film contains scenes that may be too intense for younger viewers. Tickets available now. Yeah, that was the one that started with Why Are You Here? Which sent over everybody over the edge. Well, then we had TV spot number two, which I believe there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff in TV spot two. It had Ray walking to the tree in the oh, fog. Yes. Through the misty mountains. Yeah. That one was what, called Destiny? Yes. And they started naming them then so mm-hmm. people could keep them straight. And then I think TV spot number three officially is the World Series spot. We the, talked about that one a little bit. Yeah, the butt kicker. <laughs> so then number four uh, started with Finn saying, May the Force be with you. And that one we first saw Poe Dameron's dramatic, awesome X-Wing U-turn. May the Force be with you. Ah! On December 15th. Yeah! The Last Jedi. This film is not yet rated. I think that was the first time we heard Poe say, uh, that's got a kick. And Ray conf- confidently swinging the saber around. Okay. It was like a happy preview. And Finn very cockily saying, may the force be with you in the beginning. Who do you think he's saying that to? Rose? Kind of. Maybe. Maybe. Ray? It looks like they're on the ship, though, where you've seen all those pictures of Finn talking to Rose. Oh, uh, Maybe he says it to Leia. Or maybe. They're still keeping Rose a secret in this movie for some reason. I know. She's the CG Tarkin of this movie. <laughs> Which was, it's so weird because the, did you see the thing of Kelly Marie Tran at the Lucasfilm office having the time of her life, putting on an Ewok suit and running around and stuff? Did you see no, that? No, I didn't, I didn't see that one yet. <laughs> yeah, she, she put on the Ewok suit and was running around the Lucasfilm office literally having the time of her life. She's having so much fun. The fact that she's in a Star Wars movie, but she's a 
so far she's okay that <laughs> no, no, nobody knows who she is. Yeah. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah, very soon. Then, okay, then TV spot number five. The Darkness Rises one, right? Oh, that was, uh, wasn't it permission to jump in an X-Wing and blow something up? Yes. And it starts with the Snoke dialogue. Oh. Mm-hmm. In, the, in, the, in the spooky dudes. Ooh, the shadow people. The shadow people. Darkness rises and light to meet it. Permission to jump in the next wing and blow something up? Permission granted. The first time we've heard Leia talk in Last Jedi footage. Yeah, you're right. Next one, TV spot number six, Ray practicing with her staff, sees the saber in the bag. I think I missed this one. Ooh. <laughs> I don't remember that bag shot. I'm just watching it again. Mm-hmm. Holy, oh, man. Yeah, some extra Falcon footage in there, too, I think. Mm-hmm. They're putting the tease and te- teaser with these. Finn saying, I was raised to fight for the first time. I had something to fight for. All right. We got number seven. They're letting the crazy out, right? Oh. This is when we start getting the oh intense Luke. This is, I had to, after I watched this one, I had to sit down for a minute. Wipe the sweat, sweat off my forehead. Like, is anybody got a Slurpee? Yeah. I'm so hot. I'm sweating. <laughs> I need to drink a Slurpee in a shower. Yeah, I need to drink a Slurpee in the shower. I can only watch this trailer's reflection in the mirror. <laughs> Bring back the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, yeah, because we get we get Luke with the "Who are you?" line right right off the right at the beginning. Yeah, and he's like, "You've seen this place? I've Which... seen it. I've seen the island <laughs> at night, desperate to sleep. You've seen this place. I need dreams." Oh my god, so Ray is meditating on the rock and Luke is like behind her. What do you see? And then that has the Kylo failed you, I won't, and there's a tear in Luke Skywalker's eye. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's ready for teary eyed Luke. Oh run out of the theater, run back in, do a backflip. Do a backflip to shake the tears away. <laughs> No one will see me crying if I'm doing backflips. Like, I don't know how to do a cartwheel, but I got to do one right now. Yeah, it's like the Blues Brothers. You see the light and just start cartwheeling out of the out of the theater. Yeah, and that's only number seven. We got I, seven more to go. I fully expect the the, the my theater experience for the Last Jedi to be very much like the church and the Blues Brothers. 
I expect the ghost of James Brown to come out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the guy that does the corkscrew up in the air. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Uh, yeah, they better start putting seatbelts in. <laughs> People are going to hit their heads on the lights on oh. the ceiling. They're like, I'm so sorry. I broke your ceiling. <laughs> but, I mean, Luke had a tear in his eye. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah. But don't worry, I'm buying eight more tickets this <laughs> weekend, so you'll you'll make your money back for the any damage. I'll, I, yeah, I'll fix your ceiling just as long as you keep Last Jedi playing on a loop on the screen while I fix your ceiling. I'll deep clean your carpets. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just keep the movie playing while I'm cleaning. Okay, so TV spot number eight. Not that different. So, yeah, what does 8 have? Not much. So, how is it even different? It's stuff in a different order. Okay. So, let's move on to number 9. All right. That starts out with BB-8 Punch It, and his head flies back, where Poe has his uh, Fast and the Furious Nitro Boost. Yes. This is when we're starting to get some of the international trailer footage, right? Because we first saw that Punch It, I think, in one of the international trailers. I think so. Yeah, this was a short short and sweet. So now number 10 takes it to the next level. Breathe. Now, reach out. What do you see? Like darkness. And something else. It's calling me. Resistant ray. Ready PG-13. What is it like? The darkness or something else is calling to Ray, and Luke's like right in her face, yelling like "Resist it!" and then yeah. just screams her name at the end. Mm. It's too much. I can't even think about it. I can't like, even think about it. It's like three minutes of the movie. It's already too much for us, that one scene. And there's like another hour, another two hours and five minutes of the movie. Oh. So what do we got? Eleven now. Ray cuts through that rock that she's been training with in every teaser. And I think isn't the space, that space shot a little bit longer where we actually see the laser blast coming from the supremacy? Yeah, because I think in the other shots you just saw the explosion. And this one you can actually see that it's uh, Snoke's ship really? shooting at him. The big, the big pizza. The big pizza. Not to be confused with the little pizza that has the guns on it. That's a personal pan pizza. Snoke's got the. <laughs> Snoke's got the like, like the, the party, the party one. You got to ask for it by name. Now number twelve has like a little extra BB-8 scene of him peeking around a corner, and that's about it. A little more BB-8. A little bit more BB-8. Thirteen is another one where not much new happens. Just more stuff in different order. More of the same. It's all great, but it's more of the same. Now, 14, which was a Thanksgiving Day parade one, ruined your family, ruined your holiday. This is the one. Just trying to eat turkey. Trying to act like a normal person for one day of the year when you're with your family. I wore my Star Wars shirt underneath my dress shirt so no one would see it. But as soon as this trailer was on, I ripped it off like Superman. (laughs) So good to have you back. (laughs) 
Last Jedi. Rated PG-13. Yeah, so good to have you back. Oh. Hmm. So, maybe she says that to Finn. Ooh. Doing some, some tough talk. Head games. Yeah. And then at the end, great shot. You got the Porg completely <laughs> freaking out. And Chewie shoves it out of the way. Yeah. Chewie doesn't have time for Porgs. Well... That one's for all the all the porg haters. Got their moment. <laughs> so maybe Chewie does eat the porgs. Literally Thursday morning, I didn't I didn't see that when it was first aired, and all of a sudden I saw like there's another new TV. People are freaking out about the pork shot, and I was like, "You got to be kidding!" <laughs> another one? Yeah, I'm just trying to eat. Come on, <laughs> just let me eat first. Yeah, we have 14 TV spots, and don't we have almost the same amount of international ones now? I feel like it, yeah. Then we got to watch out because the week this episode comes out, or this episode will come out on Tuesday, November 28th, and that same night, Daisy Ridley is going to be on, like, Jimmy Fallon. That day, Mark Hamill's going to be on El- The Ellen Show. Daisy Ridley's going to be on uh, Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest, and then John Boyega is going to be on all those shows. And then on Friday, December 1st, Mark Hamill, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Andy Serkis, Oscar Isaac, Laura Dern, Adam Driver, Gwendolyn Christie, Kelly Marie Tran, Dom Hall Gleason, and Ryan Johnson are all going to be on Jimmy Kimmel. So we're going to start, the, the week this episode comes out, we're going to start getting clips. Yeah. So the right, because cr- we got, we got the, all the Rogue One stuff right from the talk shows. We got the, the Jin fight. We probably got to talk about some of these international trailers. Okay, what what's going on in the international trailers? I think this is an international one. The Heroes TV spot. Ray! Finn! You must have a thousand questions. Where's Ray? Something inside me is awake. I need help. We are the spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the First Order down. I was raised to fight. For the first time, I had something to fight for. PG-13. That one's all in English, but I think that was an international trailer, right? It's so confused. <laughs> it's there's so much being thrown at us. But yeah, there's what is that the one where all the resistance bombers like lower down? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so there's that. There's this uh choose your path trailer that's like got the stuff from that last one mixed with some of the stuff from some of the other trailers. Well, then there's like all those weird little mini ads for things. Like there's like a Verizon thing or something where actually had footage of Rose in a ski speeder on crate. There's the one I don't even remember what the tie-in was, but there was that first one, which was basically our first footage of Rose in the movie was from some weird tie-in ad thing. And then since then, I think the Rose footage has ended up in one of the international tv spots maybe yeah and i feel like it was the same thing like we saw dj turning around on like a first order ship and that showed up in like a japanese preview or something i think that might have been in a spanish one (laughs) it's so hard Uh, it is well because then there's yeah there's we're getting the great the japanese ones with the with the japanese voiceover and the and the text on screen for each character and stuff it's time for the Jedi to end. 
誰も見たことのない衝撃の「スター・ウォーズ」進むべきは光か闇か I need someone to show me my place in all this Um, there was a whole article on the crystal, wool, crystal foxes. What, what are their official names? Vulp text. Vulp text. Vulp text, which, yeah, sounds like a Pokemon name because I think there's a Pokemon with Vulp in it because that means,、uh, I don't know, Latin for fox or something. <laughs> All right, if you say so. Yeah, Vulpes, the Latin word for fox. So, some science in there. But the, <laughs> did you read that article? Because the craziest thing in that article is they said they built a suit out of drinking straws that they put on a real dog. Yes, where's that footage?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm waiting. That better be in the,、uh, in the Blu ray. That's going to be the,、uh, the G897 walking <laughs> shot of the Blu ray, <laughs> where at whatever two in the morning I pause it and text you, and I see that you just texted me that you just watched that scene at the same time. <laughs> 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 Both had to take a break. There was, a,、wow. there was an article with Andy Serkis talking about Snoke.、That's, Which was, that's like the most Snoke info we've gotten yet, right? Like, yeah, he looks the way he does because he's been injured. He has a lot of pain, and somehow the Republic caused it, something like that.、Mm-hmm. Mysteries. Mysteries, yeah.、Um, we got an article about Porgs. Should we be afraid? No. Of the Porgs. No. I don't know. Maybe. No. And then the, just the covers are great. We got Luke and Leia on a cover, Ray and Kylo on a cover. There was no Caretakers cover. No. But, you know, they want us, they want us to live. <laughs> they only got to keep us alive for another four weeks. <laughs> they don't want people throwing up on their magazine covers、mm-hmm. with excitement. Well, and then there w a s all the updates at the Disney parks with Star Tours where they added Crate. Yeah, I was not expecting Like, I knew that we knew it was coming, but that came fast. Like, I'm surprised it's already there, but I guess got to get people hyped. Obviously, people aren't excited at all. It's not really any spoiler in there, but it's the videos on YouTube and you can watch it. And it's pretty close to what we've seen in the trailers, just with more action, right? Yeah. I'd say there is a spoiler thing. Maybe it's a spoiler. I don't know. I don't want to ruin something if somebody's like going to Disney World like next week and they want to be surprised by something a Force Awakens character does in the ride. That was the one thing that blew me away the most. If you've watched the video and you know what I'm talking about, then it's like, then you know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> that, just about, that just about killed me. Yeah, they're going all out. <laughs> they're holding nothing back for Star Tours. But wasn't there, there was, I mean, this is a couple weeks back still, but there was a weird. Was it a text or not a text? Was it from Twitter or whatever about how Star Tours was not going to mix eras anymore? Yeah, something like when you go, you know how like when you go into Star Tours, you either go to like the right or the left? Yeah, that one side will be like random and one side will just be sequel era, which I don't know how that would work because the majority of people going on Star Tours, you ask them that question, they're going to be like, I just want Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, which, which one has Star Wars in it? That's what I want to go in. We'll see.、Uh... What they do to Star Tours once the Disney stuff opens. Like, I wonder if they're going to add 
more stuff. Because actually, I don't know if this this probably doesn't spoil anything, but just the fact that the start of Star Tours now is the same as the old start, but it looks like they swapped out all the stormtroopers to be first order, and they stopped out swapped out all the star destroyers to be first order. Yeah, and I, so they've kind of updated the timeline of that. I heard instead of Darth Vader coming out, uh, Kylo Ren comes out. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. But yeah, maybe someday they'll have uh, you can pick what era Star Tours you want to ride in and go in that line. Oh man, if you could customize your Star Tours, that would get out of hand. I'll just be uh, camping out in the prequel line. I feel like when we did it seven <laughs> times during Galactic Nights, I feel like every single time we got the pod race, which maybe they knew. Yeah, I think so. There's like they have sensors in there. Like these guys are getting way too excited about the pod race. We better show it again. It's <laughs> ever after like. Padres number five, six, seven. We were just like, we're really okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. They probably have like heat vision and there's like, you know, the normal temperature of everyone. And there's just these two giant guys in the back, <laughs> like, like, like glowing red in the, in predator vision. Why are those guys so hot? <laughs> Whenever the Padres comes on. Like after the Padres, let's give them uh, the seismic charges. That'll really send them over the edge. Like not even master Yoda's heat. Ratings are that high. <laughs> Over 20,000. <000. laughs> Hello, I am C3PO, and this is my counterpart, R2D2. Welcome to the Star Tours Tomorrowland Spaceport. Attention, please. Star Tours Flight 1119, non stop service to Endor, is now ready for boarding at gate number one. Hello, uh, this is Jerome St. John Blake. Um, I played Masamida, Rune Harko, Ogorancesis, and a few other guys in the Star Wars prequel trilogy. And I'm standing here with Gabe from Blast Points Podcast and uh, looking forward to my debut appearance on his show. Watch this space and may the force be with you. All right, so the main focus of this episode, folks, the one and only Rick Oli, or as some say, Rick Ali. In true Star Wars name fashion... Uh, they never say it in the movie. So, and I know I go back and forth. Some days I say Rick Ali. Some days I say Rick, Rick Oli. Either way you say it. And I think it's all part of the bizarre legacy of Rick, Rick the one and only, that not too much is known about him. Like, is he named after Rick McCollum, maybe? Because he's so awesome. The one and like, only Rick McCollum, yeah. They kind of have the same haircut. They kind of <laughs> so do. They, Maybe. But yeah, he's a mystery. He was only in Phantom Menace. He didn't really have much, I don't think, any EU presence, did he? Did he end up any comics or anything? Not a whole lot. I mean, he he's like one of the only Star Wars characters that has no like elaborate Wikipedia giant four-page backstory. He's just, he, he was a pilot on Naboo. Yeah, but... <laughs> 
you know, he had lines. He was a consistent character throughout the movie. It wasn't like just the guys in the background uh, playing cards in the in the Nabu <laughs> ship or anything. He had an action figure, which was really how I think we were introduced to him. He was one of the guys. I know I bought him on uh, whatever Force Friday was called then on the Toys Night. I was like, who is this guy? He's a pilot. He looks, he looks incredible. He's gonna, Maybe he's like Han Solo. <laughs> I think a lot of the thought I remember when his figure came out, well, if they're putting his figure out, he's got to be a major character. He's going to be like the new Wedge. Well, he kind of is the new Wedge. He's Phantom Menace and, Wedge. In my in my heart, he's <laughs> Phantom Menace Wedge. He made it through the whole movie. He but didn't die. The, much like Panaka, not in Attack of the Clones. And there were plenty of chances for him to be in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, that's true. Because Panaka, like, you know, they had their whole behind the scenes falling out, whatever. And we got the wonderful Captain Typho. But yeah, Rick Oli could have been right there at the beginning flying one of those starfighters. He could have been the captain on Padme's ship. He could have been. He could have even come back in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, he wasn't at the funeral, was he? No, he should have been. Yeah, he should have been riding the horses. (laughs) He should have been like the Grand Master of the Parade with like a whistle and a big hat. Yeah, that is true. And he didn't show up in uh, Force Awakens, but there's always there's always hope. There's always that he'll show up in Last Jedi or uh, Episode Nine as a really old old man. Maybe he was Lawrence Santeca. I don't know. Maybe that'll be that's the third uh Star Wars story they haven't announced. <laughs> it's the Rick Oli movie. Holy holy Oli. <laughs> it's Rick Oli. This is the beginning of my movie. I don't know. He's one of those characters that in all the craziness that is Phantom Menace that uh brings warm feelings to our heart and we can't get enough of, so we've been wanting to do uh Give him his own episode or his own uh, episode here. He's he's most well known to fans as being uh, what some people call Captain Obvious because he has a knack for stating the obvious and telling you what's happening on screen. Yeah, he's basically a human subtitle. <laughs> Instead of putting some text on the screen, he just says it. It's great though. Him and and Panaka are a great team because Panaka just has to say something bad and then rick Oli just has to say something obvious yes which he would have been great in attack of the clones syphodius is dooku <laughs> <laughs> it would have been oh it makes so much more sense now yeah he could have explained the whole who ordered the clone army thing that's the clone army they were ordered by count dooku as syphodius <laughs> they're all clones but they're played by three different actors the lunchtime clone He's my favorite. That scene makes me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get a snack. I'll be back in a little bit. Yeah, we dream of the day if, you know, if Disney really wanted to listen to the fans, they would add a Rick Oley commentary track to all the DVD, all the Blu-rays. People talking Um, about wins, the unaltered trilogy, unaltered smillergy. Give us the Rick Oley commentary on every film. Maybe for episode 200 <laughs> in a 12 hour long episode and we'll do the in character Rick Oli commentary <laughs> for, yeah, for every film, even films that aren't Star Wars. We'll just just turn on cable and whatever movies on Rick Oli will do commentary. We're watching Red 2 with Bruce Willis <laughs> and Helen Mirren today. These are the opening credits. Red 2 is actually pretty good. <laughs> I was surprised. I didn't expect it. 
Both sequels are not as good as the original. Rick Ollie was played by Ralph Brown, who, born in 1957, British actor, and he, he's been a really busy guy his entire career. I mean, we just know him as Rick Ollie, but when I went through his, his list of stuff, there's a lot of stuff I've watched, I found out, that Rick Ollie has been in, or I didn't even know it was Rick Ollie. I guess like a lot of the people in Phantom Menace, like he's was a, an actor, and uh, they just found some actors and put him in the movie. His first thing he was in, people would know him from, is uh, Nail and I. He played Danny, but then he was in Alien 3 as mm-hmm. Aaron. He was in Wayne's World 2 as the famous Del Preston. I have to ask you, didn't you think it was a trifle unnecessary to see the crack in the Indian's bottom? Yes, absolutely! I had the same dream. What? Do you remember that? I don't. He was in Pirate Radio. He was in Jack the Giant Slayer with Ewan McGregor, which I saw in the theater. I'm impressed. <laughs> Recently, he was in uh, Jackie, the Jackie O movie with, uh, with Padme as Natalie Portman as Jackie Onassis. How come they didn't have like a post-credit scene of Jackie Onassis flying a Naboo fighter with <laughs> Rick Oli? <laughs> Why are you dressed got- as Jackie Onassis, Padme? <laughs> You just put Jackie Onassis in the helmet, and uh, I would have went and see it. Saw it oh, time. No, I would have. I'd go see it twenty times. Uh, he, on TV, he was in um, the Agent Carter Marvel show. He was in that um, that show Turn, I think, on AMC. So he's busy. He's still working. He does lots of British TV stuff. Yeah, maybe he's you know he was just too busy for Attack of the Clones. No, that that really could be. He could be in a new Star Wars film. Yeah, they should. He doesn't even have to play Rick Oli. He can just be Rick Oli's son, Nick Oli. Rick Oli 2, there are. No more, no less. No less. Now there are two of them. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to go through every Rick Oli line from The Phantom Menace, and we're going to rate each one. Was he correct in his observation of the obvious? And what is the obvious level? So what, what's his first line? So the first time we see him, well, I guess we see him in the background in the movie before he talks, but his first line is, uh, There's the blockade! I think that's really obvious because it's right there. Yeah, because I think we see the blockade before he says it, so it's very obvious, yes. Yeah, and he was correct, so I'd say that's very obvious. (laughs) So number two is shield generator's been hit well that's something he as the pilot of padme's royal starship only he may know the technical details that the shield generator's been hit because it's just on that little screen yeah i would say that one's just kind of this may be the least obvious thing he says yeah it's more technical he's just telling everyone else on the ship what happened yeah and as a viewer we don't necessarily we don't see the shields turning off so this is just obvious. Okay, just obvious. Well, you know, this, if there's one that's not obvious, maybe this is it. Okay. Woo! All right, number three. The shields are gone. Again, that's technical. This is kind of, I mean, I think this is all the same part of the movie in a way, I think, right? He basically, the shield generator's been hit, and then a few seconds later, the shields are gone. So he, He's panicking. Yeah. Isn't that when Panaka uh, says we're sitting ducks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's panicking pretty much except for Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are calm and cool. Cool as a cucumber. So I'd say that's, again, 
just obvious, but still a technical obvious. Yeah. So next, we got some droid action, and then after R2 does his thing... Power's back! Uh, Obvious? Um, Yeah, again, it's on the little screen. You hear boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So he's just telling you what's going on with the ship. He's letting everyone else know. He's like, obviously, Jedi and Panaka, you've never flown a giant chrome royal starship. So I'm letting you know how these mechanical things, what's happening... Yeah, this is how it works here. Yes, this is how we do it on Naboo. How we Naboo it. (laughs) We don't just do it, we Naboo it. So next, uh, one of his best lines. That little droid did it! Bypassed the main power drive! To let everyone know R2-D2, before we even know it's R2-D2, I mean, if you know R2-D2, you know it's R2-D2, but... Mm -hmm. Well, I would say as a viewer... It's, it's very fair. obvious, yeah, because we saw R2-D2 do it, and we knew R2-D2 would do it. Yeah, and R2-D2 is the only one left, Yeah, I think. He was the last one, so. But if you were on the ship and you just thought R2-D2 was just some random droid, that would be something you would exclaim in shock, like, holy, that little R2 unit just did it. Unbelievable. So if you're on the ship, it's obvious. No, it's not obvious. So, but as a viewer, it's probably very obvious. Yes, it's R two. Yes. I don't. I, that one's a tricky one. <laughs> Depends on your point of view. Yes, depends greatly <laughs> on your point of view. All right, the next one. Deflector shields up at maximum. Well, again, it's technical. He's telling everyone what's happening that they're safe again. But I think don't we see the screen on that one too? Mm-hmm, I think so. Probably just an obvious. Probably just strictly obvious, yeah. Woo! All right, next we have... There's not enough power to get us to Coruscant. He's explaining, he's still explaining to everyone what's going on with the ship. I would say at this point, this is, this is like our sixth or seventh explanation of the mechanics of the Naboo Royal Starship. So he's getting a little obvious at this point. Yeah. But, you know, I think we might need to, to, to rate some of these as not really obvious, because this is another one that if you weren't the pilot, you wouldn't know. Mm. And as a viewer, we don't know that there's not enough power until he says it. Like, we know they got they took some damage, but we don't know what it was. So mm. so maybe Captain Obvious isn't completely fair, because not all of his lines, he's Captain Obvious. I, I appreciate him saying it, because if he kept it a secret, that would almost be rude. Yeah, he's he's just trying to be a nice guy. He's smiling all the time. He's a nice guy. Yeah. So there's not enough power for them to get to Coruscant, and he's just telling them. So we got to think of something else, everybody. So I don't know if this one's obvious at all. Yeah. It's more just so a, help, a helpful fact. Yeah. So I think we were we were wrong. There are there are three. He's either not obvious, obvious, or very obvious. Yes. And this is a not. Those are the forward stabilizers. This is being helpful. <laughs> Um, I think the next one might fall in that category, too. So next we have is... Uh, the hyperdrive is leaking. I didn't know that. No, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I never worked on a Nabu cruiser. Mm-mm. I'd be like, thank you for your help, Rick. I yeah. don't understand how these things work. That's a more, again, helpful fact. But it could be that he kind of... He was, you know, he was just being helpful here at the beginning of the movie. But then as the movie goes on, he gets a little cocky. Yeah. And decides <laughs> to just, you know, state the obvious. I think when Rick only is feeling good about himself, he gets really obvious. That's just a character trait. <laughs> it might be. Because now we basically uh, we go a little bit farther in the movie. They get to Tatooine, and what's the first thing he says? That's it. Tatooine. 
this brings up an interesting thing that I noticed in preparation for this episode. Listen to his That's It Tatooine. That's it. Tatooine. That's a different voice than everything we've heard before. Shield generator's been hit! That's it. Tatooine. Yeah, it's hard to say if it's a different voice, if he did a... I mean, because he's definitely a British actor. He has a British accent. But yeah, his voice is very different in almost every clip. So it's hard to say. It was like, did they have different people dub him? Did he try a bunch of different voices and they just took whichever they wanted? It's a mystery. It's the, the Rick Oli mystery. It's a Phantom Menace mystery. The Phantom Menace is Rick Oli's voice. <laughs> <laughs> it haunts your dreams. I don't understand. So I would say that's it. Tatooine is very obvious. Well, here's the interesting thing with that, too, because this is I actually took a note on this because I was going through the script to find all the Rick Ollie parts in the script. Obi-Wan says, that's it, Tatooine. And Rick Oli says, there's a settlement, a spaceport, looks like, which I think they swapped those two in the movie. I think Rick says, uh, that's it, Tatooine. And I think Obi-Wan says, there's a settlement over there. Maybe this one is somebody else that they decided in uh, in post that, you know, maybe Rick Oli should say that. And he wasn't around, so they just got some, you know, maybe that's Ben Burt <laughs> doing his best uh, Rick Oli impression. So then All right. most of most of Phantom Menace, Rick is just hanging out on the ship with everybody, playing cards, playing Yahtzee. Yeah, there's kind of three there's three sections of Rick, Rickness, right? We get the escape from Naboo, we get the return to Coruscant, and then he shows up for the final battle. So now now we're leaving towards Coruscant. This next time we see the one and only. <laughs> and coming right off the uh very obvious this is Tatooine, we get Coruscant. The entire planet is one big city. There's Chancellor Valorum's shuttle. And look over there. Senator Palpatine is waiting for us. Again, I feel like that's a whole nother voice. It could be. I think that's his, that's his most famous line, I think, because it's like this sentence that goes on forever. Here's Coruscant. It's a big city. There's Chancellor Valorum. And look over there. Senator Palpatine. Like, almost feel like that's like multiple scenes that they just edited down into one. They're like, we can just have Rick Rick say it. We don't have to show all this stuff. There's the Burger King over there. That's where I go in my downtime. <laughs> Here's where I get my shoes shined. That's a gas station. I think this is another fun one in the script. In the script after that part, Anakin's supposed to say, wow, it's so huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did they take that out? I know. I forget. We got to do a uh, Phantom Menace script episode sometime because i forget how many there's a lot that got little bits and pieces that got cut out well 2018 it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. get ready people so that that's super obvious that's mega obvious yeah that's off the charts it just keeps going (laughs) obvious so next we got anakin with the father he never had basically Everyone that complained about the end of the movie, well, how did Anakin even know how to fly the Naboo fighter? Rick Oli taught him right yes. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the forward stabilizers. You catch on pretty quick. So that is not as obvious. He's Well, he's again, he's telling Anakin how to fly a starship, which Anakin already has the basics from pod racing, but 
like driving a car versus a truck. Okay, where's the wheel? Got it. But, you know, if you were watching the movie and you weren't sure if little Anakin was figuring it out, Rick's there to let you know you catch on pretty quick. Mm-hmm. He's a helpful person. So now we're in the final phase of Rick, the one and only. Yeah, we're heading back to Naboo. I have one battleship on my scope. Which I think he says just as we see this Naboo and there's one battleship. <laughs> also, again, I think that's a totally different voice. It could be. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. Do you think any, any of the other Naboo pilots were just like, yeah, Rick, I see it too? Well, he made them all sit in the back. Okay. <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe that's not too obvious because it is kind of tiny in the corner. So, you know, if you weren't paying attention, maybe you missed it. He's trying to be helpful again. Yeah. Well, he's getting home. He's feeling good. Yeah. Getting cocky. And then next, yeah, we have the finale of the movie. Rick out with the other pilots being a hero, being the wedge. He's like Biggs and Wedge rolled into one. I like to call him Big Wedge. (laughs) (laughs) They're heading out to battle, and he says, Fighters, straight ahead. Uh, That's pretty obvious. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty obvious one. That's stating a very obvious fact. I think everyone could see it. Everyone's like, I saw that in the trailer, man. I I knew that was coming. That's pretty obvious. But the next one. The deflector shield is too strong. Yeah, he's just being helpful. This one's tricky to apply the Captain Obvious thing to Rick Oley because it's kind of the job of Star Wars pilots to help the audience explain what the heck they're doing constantly. Yeah, that's it's true. It's kind of a rule. Yeah, look at the size of that thing. So you think people are being a little, a little unfair I do. To Rick Oley. I think he was just being helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think when he's a pilot, that's just what Star Wars pilots do. And he is a pilot. He's always a pilot. Even when he's not flying, he's still a pilot. He still. Says it, in, it says it on his license. <laughs> the Fex Shield's too strong. It's pretty obvious, but also it's just what you do in Star Wars. Yeah. Well, he's channeling a little bit of Lando there, right? That thing's operational. So he really is like a superstar character because he's a little wedge, he's a little big, he's a little Lando. He's mm-hmm. like everyone you love rolled up into lovable guy in an overcoat. It's a little bit of Luke Skywalker, a little <laughs> bit of Ray, Maz Kanata, everybody, you know, Phasma, it's it's all in there. Kylo Ren. There's a lot of Kylo Ren in Rick Oley. I'm saying it right now. There is. So up next is... We didn't hit it! No, his last uh, triumphant line of the... Uh, or non-triumphant line of the movie... We didn't hit it. Who hit it? We didn't hit it. He didn't hit it. It's a little bit obvious. Yeah, well, no one was expecting this rando kid with a bull haircut to blow up the Trade Federation ship. But. Yeah. Well, this one's interesting, too, because a lot of the other lines are him telling the audience what happened. And this is one him telling the characters in the movie what happened because they didn't see what the audience saw, which is Anakin's uh, antics inside the Starfighter. So mm-hmm. he's kind of... Fulfills both roles in the film. He's a very pivotal character. Just helping out. Just helping yeah. out. Those are the forward stabilizers. And last but not least, I'm sure most people uh, have forgotten about this. Maybe if you listen to our deleted scenes episode, you would remember this. But uh, Rick originally had another great line uh, with Anakin at the end of the movie. Well, we're all accounted for. So in blazes through that ship. Trouble, am I? Oh, I should have been still in the movie. And also to note in that scene, that's real Ralph Brown voice. 
Yeah, because they didn't they didn't overdub that. So that's you know raw Oli. There was deleted Rick, and it's kind of sad. It was deleted. Every you don't you don't waste greatness like that. No, especially now that we know what we know, and that he isn't back for two or three. So yeah, really, if we're lucky, we'll get another special edition, and they'll add that scene back in. If we're lucky, we'll always have his Comtech chip. So here's some some trivia for you. Two of his lines, his lines are right from the script, even okay. though the scenes got cut. So that group A, group B, that line is in the script. And one of those is the line from the movie, and some of it got trimmed, but the contact chip is saying the whole thing. So maybe they just had the guy who did the contact chip overdub some of the lines. <laughs> that would make sense. The wonderful, amazing Rick Oli. Everyone's been hard on him. He just wanted to help out. And Anakin said, Mom, see, the problem with this world is people don't help each other. <laughs> Rick it? Oli is trying to, sol- trying to fix that problem. We salute you, Rick Oli. <laughs> On a remote desert planet, two Jedi Knights meet a young boy and forever change the fate of a galaxy. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Now playing at a theater near you. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. So we have some stuff left over from our big 100th episode spectacular last week uh, we got an email and a voice message that were sent after we recorded but they're so great we thought we'd play them anyways to keep the 100th episode celebration going so the email here is from allison cole and allison wrote i love your podcast so much i had to send congratulations for episode 100 i started listening a month ago and I consistently loved every single episode. The Donnie and Marie episode had me literally falling on the floor at least three, at least three times. I'm pretty sure Tarkin, with a NASA kick line, accompanying his song is an image I'll never be able to erase. Please keep delivering that sort of hard-hitting journalism. Hopefully, this episode is again that hard-hitting journalism that you've come to expect, Allison. So thank you. Well, we should say thanks to Brad, who uh, was our guest uh, reporter on uh, that episode. We had yeah. a couple episodes with Brad helping out. We got to bring Brad back. I think so. We need to get some uh, some hard hitting journalism for him to dig into again. Yeah. <laughs> the mysteries of Star Wars. Yeah, with our droids episodes, Brad was the one who years ago was telling us, "You guys got to start watching droids." And you were right. Tell your sister. You were right. <laughs> So this next one is a voice message from Robbie in the UK. So let's see what Robbie had to say for the voice message here. Hey, Jason and Gabe, this is Robbie from the UK. Um, so absolutely shattered that I didn't uh, manage to do your uh, your 100 episode, but congratulations regardless. Um, it sounds really stupid, but I'm actually super proud of you guys. You did an amazing job. You went from nothing to really something, and you can tell from all the responses that you got from episode 100 that you really uh, have done something really special and really unique in the Star Wars podcasting world. So well done, and congratulations again. Um, 
in terms of uh, my requests, uh, basically my request would be to answer uh, number 72 from the Rusty Miller quiz book, uh, which I purchased, by the way, ever since listening to that episode. That was awesome. Um, and uh, my favorite episode, ooh, it's really tough between, it's basically it's between two. One would be the um, Panaka Grumpy Scale uh, episode, which is just hilarious. I could listen to that over and over again. It was really such a unique episode, and I have a bit of sentimental value to it because it was actually uh, the first episode that I listened to with my girlfriend, funnily enough. We actually, I'm originally from Australia and we went back there about six months or so ago uh, on, a, on a trip and uh, we landed in Sydney and it was pouring down with rain. Uh, we were really unlucky with the weather. Uh, we landed in Sydney, super, super jet lagged, um, but we were super wide awake though uh, because of the time difference. It was about nine hours difference at that time. Uh, so we basically, we killed some time because the weather was so bad outside and we stayed inside and I thought, Hey, do you want to just listen to this episode of, uh, this blast point show I've talked about? It's, um, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. These guys are really funny, but you know, my, my girlfriend's a very casual Star Wars fan, although she does know some things I'm very surprised about. But anyway, I played the episode and she found it absolutely hilarious. Um, just she went along with it. It's like, oh, that that's a that's a three or that's a four, and it was it was just hilarious. And it was it was really cool having that experience with my girlfriend. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a nerd's dream. Um, so that was a really awesome one. Uh, that one, and then the Anakin love lines, romancer of the galaxy, or whatever you uh, titled the episode, is also hilarious. Um, and yeah, you've just brought so many laughs and enjoy through the episodes guys i really appreciate it especially you know real life can get tough and really hard sometimes and i've definitely had that in the past year or so um so having that weekly podcast really means a lot um what you guys do is invaluable i'm not sure if you realize how much of an impact you have on the people all around the world so thank you again uh you guys are fantastic and here's to another hundred okay thanks bye oh and uh p.s sorry i i forgot one thing um, I was just wondering what you guys would do. How would you emotionally cope if you saw, if it happens in The Last Jedi, if Luke ignites the green, he ignites the green lightsaber? Like, I know, Gabe, I know you suggested doing certain things like putting dumbbells on your lap so you didn't float up in the air and just lose it completely. Um, are there any things, anything else that you're preparing yourself to cope with, this, with such nerd love and fanfare uh fan service if you will uh, because i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be sweating a lot i might need an ice bucket i may have to run outside and just take a moment for some fresh air all right i promise that's it may the force be with you oh wow wow uh, yeah wow, thank robbie. you so much that's great robbie man um, well so good thing for robbie someone else asked number 72 in the uh Rusty Miller, I believe, right? So the, the answer to that is already in the 100th episode. So that worked out. Luke Green Saber is hard to even think about. I can't, I can't do it. I can't think about it. I might turn green <laughs> and, and, and ignite at the same time might be what happens to me. I, I might have to just close my eyes and be like, I'm not ready to watch this until like the third time I see it. Luke will be in your ear yelling you, resist it. <laughs> resist it. Well, that was great. That was really great. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, J.J. Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode Seven, thank you. Too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. iTunes reviews. Leave one. After you're done listening to this, write a little something. We'll read it in an upcoming show. You write something awesome, leave a cool review. It moves, blast points up the charts, so more people can find the show. Yeah, and uh, if you like what you hear, definitely check out uh, blastpointspodcast.com. Uh, where we have recipes, comics, uh, Rebels reviews. We'll be back uh, in the new year. Um, and also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and keep downloading the podcast wherever you download podcasts. It's and if there's a place you get your podcast from and you can't find us there, let us know and we'll make sure that we're there too. And don't forget to subscribe and keep sharing it out with your friends, sharing it on the social media of your choice. Let everybody know Blast Points is the one for you. But that about wraps up number 101 here. We'll be back next week for a special Christmas episode. Yeah, we got to get that all this Christmas stuff out of the way before uh, we get sucked into Last Jedi. So yeah, have early Christmas for everybody. Because yeah, after that, it's nonstop Last Jedi total total madness. If you think we're freaking out now, <laughs> just, just wait, just wait. <laughs> yeah. But that about wraps up number one hundred and one. On behalf of us and Rick Oli, thanks for listening, folks. Thank you. Bye bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. universe is nobody helps each other shield generator's been hit there's the blockade power's back 
That little droid did it! It bypassed the main power drive! That's it. Tatooine. Those are the forward stabilizers. You catch on pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> May a force be with